Welcome to another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I received someone uh, that I've met over this period where that we are confined. And it's very interesting, the people that we are meeting during uh, this type of time. And I'm so, so, so excited to receive today on the show After Dark with Mark, Veronica Guggen. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Veronica, welcome to After Dark with Mark. Thank you for having me. I, it's, it's an honor, honor to be here. Um, you are an entrepreneur and you are you like to see yourself as a connector. So tell me a little bit, how did you got into this idea of connecting people? Uh, I do like people and I do like ideas and I like connecting those two things. Um, and I think it, it came quite organically because I'm always introducing people when I, <laughs> I say, hey, <laughs> your idea should uh, fit that particular person or that person can contribute to your idea. And it's, I, I find it's, I don't know, it's, it's something organic. I can't say I really gave, gave it a thought, but um, I'm doing that with, with my clients. I'm also part of the Amsterdam American Business Club. I'm part of the board. And there we put uh, an emphasis on introducing the new people that are joining the club or who's joining for the first time and you know how it is it's a little bit awkward because you're you're going into a new place and you don't know anyone and you see people that speak between themselves and know themselves and have a history so we always made it our mission or I made it my mission to make them feel welcome because I was welcome when I first joined and was uh, was so good so I like to return the favor and I think everything started from there and then just my, my principle of connecting people and just creating together and and it just evolved <laughs> that's how that you and i met because uh that was a, a common person that we knew which uh you felt compelled or oh, maybe i should connect with this guy and all of a sudden like here we are uh i wanted to, to have a talk because the first talk that we had i mean we we were i think we were together for about a couple hours and it just <laughs> flew like that and, like and then we said, yeah <laughs> uh, we both like to talk so we said okay let's let's uh let's go on, on on the show and let's see how that we can as well provide some value to to the people out there because what's happening right now is a lot of people are feeling that they are getting stripped from their uh, opportunity to do business but during this time like your business model have been changing because you're doing conferences as well and you decided, you know what, we're not going to stop the conference. We're just going to change the format. So tell me a little bit and tell us about, about this. And what is your vision about what's happening right now and how that we can profit from it and really create something for ourselves? It's, it's a long question, but I will just segment it. <laughs> um, so I actually... I should clarify, I have two businesses. So one is Spin Ideas and I do marketing strategy. And there as well, we focused, uh, I focused together with my clients to move their business purely online. And besides that, I'm also organizing a conference, based conference together with a business partner. So there are two things. Uh, and yes, also the conference-based conference, we are now, uh, we decided, and now we are working together with the team to move everything online and to come up with creative ideas to still have that, we stand for, for dialogue and connecting people. I said, connecting is something very dear to me and important. And we are working on different uh, techniques and, and, uh, and the ways to actually have that interaction and dialogue. Um, I do agree with you. Now it's uh, what I'm missing. 
I'm always meeting people online, doing videos, uh, conferences, you name it. So it's not a lack of not having people, but it's that really close connection with them, going to a coffee place, just discussing with them. More personal, you can't really have that. I do have my coffee here with me, but it's not really the same the same feeling. I, 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 it's even hard to pronounce it in words because it's a feeling, not something that you can express. Um, so we we are trying to come up with solutions on how to do that. Uh, and it's actually, if you're a little bit creative, this situation, how I see it, is an opportunity for us to be creative, to come out of our new... When you do things over and over again, you kind of go into a pattern and you're not as creative and you're not having the best results because you're just... You can see ourselves like a mini robot if you want. However, when we are placed in situations like we are now, you have to be creative. You have to see what tools do I have around me and how can I create what I need and what I want. So this is what we are working. And besides that, actually, I'm coming up, I'm launching next week. I'm going to share with you once that is live. Uh, I do miss the networking part. So I decided to actually launch a pure networking event online of course, because social distancing is still in place. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to, to have uh, 50 people um, or even 20 people in one place. And how I see that is uh, taking out all the, the course, the webinar, all that instructive part, because that one we have at this point and focusing only on the interaction part, the one where I'm coming and I'm saying, hello, Mark, how are you? And what are you doing? And how can I help you? And this is actually what I miss the most at this point. I'm not sure if exactly. this answers your question, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it does because I believe that a lot of people are feeling lost right now because they're so used to, to go to the coffee place, to, to have a chat with someone, to, to touch. And we are, we are living a lot from our five senses right now. And all this has been basically now in confinement. Those five senses are not, are not so much triggered you know, when you go to a coffee place, it's not, it's not just what you're seeing, what you, I mean, what you're tasting. That's one of the reasons why you go to the coffee place, but it's the sound, it's the smell, it's the touch. It's like to be able like to go into um, the croissant stand and, and look, okay, which croissant I'm going to have? Because they're all there, right? But you're choosing one. So why do you choose this one? It's, it's all those senses which are triggered, which right now all this has been somehow like we are we are we having a, a drawback from this so we're starting like feeling a little bit uh, and, and this is what i see like a lot of people are starting feeling like depressed almost but it's because they just don't understand what's happening so uh, on, on a marketing um standpoint how do you how do you like really transfer this into um, an online business because when we're talking about marketing, you know, I know that my questions are like just expanding, but like there's a lot of things that comes into my mind. You know, if I have a pamphlet and I have a pamphlet from your your company, I will touch the paper and I will see, and this give me an indication of the quality and the 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 attention that you're putting. So this is on on the marketing aspect when we are physical. But when we are digital, all this like goes out the windows and we have to create an entire new model. There are several things. And um, I want to, to touch, before I answer this question, 
when you you said when you are going and selecting the croissant and i think what people are missing the most and i think uh, i know i'm missing the most is the fact that you are getting ready you're putting your makeup you're putting your clothes and you're getting out of your house you're kind of have a break between different things and you're having them very clearly defined and i think this is what people are missing the most and i think this is translated also in the marketing because as you said we are missing that let me touch this paper was the quality as you said and what we need to do now and what i'm doing actually with my clients i'm taking this paper and this that coffee experience and i'm moving them online and you can have the same with a quality video with a quality message as long as you're really true and authentic and you, you stand by your values it's it's not as easy but it's not impossible to transfer all that online and you do need to Everything in marketing comes down to who are your clients. You really, really need to understand your clients and what do they want? What was their issue? What, why would they come to you? And how can you solve that problem? So once that you define that, it's quite easy to, to identify how to, address, uh, how to address them and to connect with them, even if it's online, if it, even if it's offline or it doesn't really matter. But the principle is the same because we are human beings and we are connecting to, we are coming to, to a we are saying yes to a service or to a person because we have a particular need or a pain that we need a solution to. And as long as you identify that, it doesn't really matter so much the medium as long as your audience is in that particular medium. So what you're saying is the, the understanding and the clarity on the client is really where everything starts. Yes. And another thing that you're saying as well that I really like is the authenticity, which I believe that a lot of people are trying to be someone else or trying to do like what the other guy is doing. And this is where the disconnection is happening, which if you are in person, normally you catch this very, very quickly. If someone it's is not authentic. And another thing, when you're in person, including meetings, you can read the body language you can kind of read you see the like underline um the other person and you are able to address different issues or to respond where in online for example with a video or even a, a conference call or even a video call you, you don't have that chance because you don't really see the entire environment and people are easily distracted so even if i'm here maybe uh, i have my phone somewhere that is keep on beeping maybe my partner is going <laughs> through the room or my kid is screaming so there are so many distractions and if you're trying to put a facade on top of that it's in my opinion it's impossible for me <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> so i'm always choosing like that's me <laughs> take it or leave it and like you were saying one thing, you know, I cannot focus on two things at the same time. Like this is one of the conversation we had. And I was saying like, that's, that's exactly true. And often like we're trying to do something, something else, you know, I'm trying to talk to you and then watching my phone. And if you're doing this, what you're doing is like, you are, you're creating a disconnection with the yes. people to whom you're engaging. Yes. And keep in mind online, it's even harder to create this interaction and this connection because you don't, as you said, like I really connected to what you said, we don't have all our senses involved. I don't see you here. I'm, I can't really connect properly with you. I connect with you, but it's not the same as when I'm face to face with you. Well, there's someone actually that I'm 
like I'm looking into, like I did a connection with that person and he's, he's absolutely refusing to get into a call like this. It's just, no, I don't do that. That's not, that's not my standard. My standards is I meet people in person. And I was like, well, he's, he's sticking to his gun, he's sticking to, to his way of operating. So I really respect that. So somehow the, those standards for him are extremely important. What would you say to someone that is operating like this in a context that what where we are right now? You need to understand maybe there are a couple of things here. Um, does he really need your service? Why is the call about? Um, is it that maybe he's just scared to be online because a lot of people are scared. You're very out of your comfort zone. Just having this call for a lot of people is scary or having a video is scary. Um, I know I accepted a couple of, uh, I, want to, I want you to say month, but actually well, just two weeks ago, <laughs> um, a challenge to create 10 videos in 10 days. And even if I was on, on camera, I did videos before, I was very out of my comfort zone because you just had a phone and you had a stand and you had no text, you had nothing. You just had to come up with something and you have no real instructions, right? So you have to be, okay, what am I doing now? And then you stay, stay, start playing around. And by doing so, you start getting out of your comfort zone and you start okay, actually, I'm not that bad. You identify what you like, what don't you like, but it's a process. Maybe this person has the same, he never maybe had a conference call. Maybe he has no idea what to expect and is very out of his comfort zone. And I'm pretty sure you're way better than I am at this to, to take people out of their comfort zone. And you know, it's a journey. You can't just, for some people, it's easy to, you know, some say just throw someone in the pool and they will learn how to, how to swim because they have no choice. Yeah, I'm not sure if that works, actually. <laughs> In either, actually. My father tried. It didn't work. <laughs> but some people are like that. You just need to throw them to the deepest and they will be fine. Uh, because they have that uh, fight. Uh, uh, survival. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't find my word. The survival instinct. But some people are just, they refuse to do it. They need guidance. They need more than that. So for that person, maybe a uh, way to do it would be to just start a conversation via email or via phone and get, get a build a relationship. And then slowly, slowly you can move on a more physical <laughs> or visual, uh, visual element. So it, it depends. You do, as I said, you do need to understand your audience. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the, the base conference, uh, because... I, I've been looking into it and it's, it sounded extremely exciting and, and the idea behind it as well was uh, very, very different. And, and then you, you wrote a book out of it. So tell me a little bit about uh, this, this entire experience of creating a conference where that you had like, I think 30 people that came and did the talk or something like that. In total, we had 150 people. We had 30 uh, visitors at the, uh, the conference. Uh, and we had speakers. speakers. Yes. So the, the conference was, a, it's a boutique conference and it's focusing on scale-ups. And everything starts, you know how things start from a personal need? <laughs> uh, this is how base conference was born as well. So I'm scaling up my business, spin ideas and um, I'm not the only one. I, I know I'm not facing, I'm not the only one facing the scaling uh, uh, problems or challenges. 
or <laughs> yes, challenges or getting out of your comfort zone, right? So I said, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Around me, I don't have so many people in the same situation, or maybe I'm not aware they are in the same situation, but I want to have a conversation about this and I want to learn from others. And I want to share what I learned, what's worked, what didn't work, and just create something together. And uh, I start playing with the idea, reaching out to several people. And uh, in the end, I joined forces with Lana Yeleniev. She's my business partner. And she's, she's amazing of cre with creating communities. And we were like, hey, what we are discussing here, it's actually putting together people with the same issue, creating a community and learning from one, one another or bringing people uh, that mentors or business experts that have experience in this and, and let's have a dialogue from this. So this is how we started. And we sat down, to, sat down and uh, we start writing like, what do we want from a conference? How do we want a conference to look like? And uh, this is how <laughs> everything was created. The book, actually, do I, I don't really, give me a second. I'm gonna I, should have, I should have told you that I was going to talk about the book. <laughs> This is actually the book. So the idea of the book was the following. Uh, we love conferences. I think pretty much everyone loves conferences because that's a great environment to go and learn, uh, connect with people, get business, um, just meet interesting people and be inspired, right? Um, problem is you're going there and you're writing. I know I'm always like, I'm not gonna show my desk, but I have like, for notebooks that I'm always constantly writing in and I love them. So usually when you go to a conference, either you have your phone or you have a notebook and you start writing ideas, but you never really get back to them and you never really implement them. So we said, how can we solve this problem? Because we are working really hard to get these experts here and to share their ideas and how they are doing things, but then will be a waste and we don't want that. And we came up with the idea to invite all the speakers to provide a content very similar um, and very in line with the topic they will be discussing. And we put them together and this is how actually the book was created. So everyone that attended the conference received the book. So you can go home and if you, you say, hey, I had this marketing discussion and that was so interesting, but I don't really remember what was it, or what was the point or just forget right go back to the book and you see the speaker and you see the contact details and you see the core of of um, uh, of the speaker's uh, message and you start applying so we want the, the inspiration to continue i really love this idea this is i mean this is the first time that i've seen that i always said that a conference is like a spa for the mind is you're going there, you you are into the spa environment. It's just absolutely phenomenal. You know, you're 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 you pumped. Um, you are inspired. But as soon as you go back, well, you got the massage. But when you go back home, now all of a sudden, like you start like going and doing and going back into your routine, and then the pain's coming back. So it's it's something that you always need to go back to, unless that you have a methodology to follow up with it and then you can implement all of those. So I really love this idea of, of that book and, uh, and bring all of the speakers to, to engage into it. So basically it creates kind of a, a reference and in, in, uh, a connection between the book itself and the application and the idea of applying the information 
and the, all the talk and the ideas that have been shared during the conference. Yeah. When are you, uh, yeah, you wanted, wanted to say something? Yes, exactly like you said, and what we are doing actually, uh, because now we are preparing the second edition, uh, the conference is basically what we want to be. We want to be the, the, the hub for scale-ups, the scale-ups and Zebra companies, the, the SMEs, the ones that are actually contributing to the society, but all the investors tend to forget about them because they're not as trendy as, as the, the startups. Uh, and what we are doing besides that, we are actually um, doing different webinars, free webinars where we have amazing speakers uh, and experts sharing their knowledge and people have access to tap into their knowledge and ask questions. So it's, it's a, what I'm trying to say here, it's an ongoing process. It's not just a conference. So what, what you want to create really is, is a community where that when you have, when you're at that point where, okay, you're not a solo, solopreneur anymore. Mm -hmm. it's, it's at the point where you need to start hiring staff and you need to start like thinking that it's not just you because you cannot grow if it's just you. You need to start bringing some, some people on board. And yes. the idea with, with BASE is to create this community where the, you will always have reference person, reference people that you can go to and you can ask questions and be open. Just like, hey, I'm having this problem right now. How can I, is anybody here can help me with that? The last part we are uh, about to implement to create this community where people can actually launch the questions. But yeah, you you said it perfectly. <laughs> That's actually the core. People to go and and uh, and get their answers, and just be you, with the right with the right experts. Why do you think it's so difficult? The scaling part of a business. Oh, I think that you know better than me. It's mentality, actually. It's mentality. Um, it's funny enough because, of course, we, we run different surveys uh, to understand better the need of the scale-ups, uh, where they are, what do they need help with mostly, right? And um, before we started, I was so sure the majority of the answer will be finance for the finance section. Guess what? It was uh, about how can I build a company culture? Uh, how can I hire uh, the right person? How can I keep my, my uh, employees motivated? So was everything around our first pillar? Maybe I should say like uh, BASE stands for Build, Advance, Sustain, Elevate. Build is everything about your company, company culture, uh, resources, the relationship that you have in and out of your company. Advance is marketing and sales. Sustain, it's the financial side, how to grow sustainably from the financial point of view. And Elevate is about the innovation that you bring in. So we are focusing on four pillars that basically represent your entire company. And the, the build part is the one they have, they have the biggest challenge. Of course, marketing and sales, you're going to see it because that's, I think, no matter how big the company is, <laughs> that will be an ongoing issue to get more sales. Uh, and a little bit of finance, but yes. This is, and I think this actually is uh, looking at myself as well, is from, it's your mentality, because when you start, it's, I don't want to say necessarily my baby, because this is not my entire life, but it's a big chunk of my life, of my time. So you say, I know better, I know what to do, I know how things should be arranged and said and placed and presented. And it's very hard to give away that to other people, or it's very hard to understand that people that started your company uh, are not the right ones to actually help you 
take the company to the next level. And sometimes you just need to say no or to, to just bring experts and to let them do their job because this is why you actually brought an expert in your team. Not to tell them what to do, but to listen to them. <laughs> and I think that's so, hard. So what, what you're saying is people get attached too much to to the company, to, to and, and as well, the control, they want to control everything, which in reality, if you're not delegating, you're not growing. Um, I don't know if it's attachment or habit or you're scared of trusting someone else. I think it's a combination. And I don't think what what is what applies for one person necessarily applies for the other one. I think it's, let's say, a mini pool of different things. And we have a little bit of everyone. Uh, the fear of spending money on hiring someone or the fear that they were not going to do a good job. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like what you just said there, the, the fear of spending money. If you, if you really want to scale, does like that goes together? If you, if like your business is growing, right? If your business is growing, wouldn't, wouldn't you have to, to spend more money on operation and spend more money on marketing and spend more money on innovation? I mean, it, everything is, is based around that part, which I believe like the fear that you're talking about is, is like it becomes comfortable right when you start a business in the beginning it's all it's all about like oh my god like you know i'm gonna die and i don't know if i'm gonna pay the bills and like what's gonna happen and then all of a sudden like you finally get over that hump and then you start getting clients and then it start like now you start like getting momentum and then you get into a comfort right you get into that comfort zone where that when you're in the comfort zone that's exactly the moment that you have to start growing because if you're in the comfort, that means you're not growing anymore. It means it's not uncomfortable anymore. And if you're not uncomfortable, that means that you're not doing things that uh, will help you to grow and to grow the business. So I, what you just said there, like it just created, because I, I see this at the personal level. This is how I work with people at the personal level, but it happened exactly the same thing with the business is they become comfortable. Yes. I, they became comfortable. I, I think it's also a fear from my talking with people. Um, and they are afraid. I think, it, yes, it is spending money because they are not sure if those money are gonna bring them. It's unknown, as you said, you're not, you're in comfort zone. So you know exactly what will happen. You can anticipate everything, right? Because you know the, you, you know the outs, you know the ins, you know how much in, uh, revenue you can get from these clients and what to do. You have the recipe already to get that particular amount of revenue. In the moment you are actually adding to your expenses, you do need to change all your processes in order to actually grow and get more money. And you should see an investment in each team member that you're bringing and that person should pay for their salary and actually increase the revenue correct but you can't that means you need to put your trust in a in a different person so I, yes absolutely so basically what the the training and the the unknown creates create this fear and the the person is just saying okay so do you see people which 
they're saying, you know what, I, I prefer staying where I am right now. I don't want to grow. Not necessarily saying, uh, yes, I did that. But not, I think they're saying it, I'm going to wait. And they kept on postponing it and not doing, <laughs> not taking action. Even if they say I'm doing it, but they're not, you know, they're saying it, but not doing it. <laughs> so it's they're not actively, they're not actively doing it. They're saying yeah. it, but they're not moving. Yes. They are doing the same things. And you know, so like, what, what, what can, what can a person do then at that, at that point, do you really have to hire other people or you can just pass on and, and hire a firm because like there's, there's different ways of operating right now, especially like in this day and age where there's companies specializing into having like, you know, an accounting and, and marketing and everything under one roof where that you can hire this company and they have all of the services there and it's packages that you can buy. This is what I love about the world we are living in, that you can do that. And then you're kind of taking some of that pressure off. Um, and definitely that's the advice I'm giving to all my clients. Like they, of course, everyone is struggling with marketing and majority of the my clients this is why they are coming to me right like they need guidance and to, to help them structure everything and i'm telling them of course you'll not be able to do everything but there are very cheap ways to hire some quality people to externalize a couple of things and you you keep the core of it you have the strategy you are uh, you are deciding on the direction but you don't need to keep all the small implementation in house you can actually give it away at a very acceptable acceptable price now give me give me what's the secret of social media because there's some people that are so good at it and it seems that they figure it out and i mean there's so many courses about social media and 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 funnels and tracking and and i don't know what uh and other people, like, you know, they, they're spending money left, right, center, and they cannot, they cannot figure it out. The secret of everything in marketing is actually have a goal. Have, like, set up your goal and do everything in line with that goal. And this is, I see it frequently because people tend to be everywhere, all over the place without, like, you, they see the next shiny object and they want it without really asking themselves, does this make sense for my strategy? Does it make sense for my business? Is there, is this the platform where my clients are? Where is it bring me anything of any value or is just spending money, time and energy? So the, the secret is have a strategy, have a direction and everything that you're adding to that, you need to ask yourself this simple question is, does it make sense? Is it bringing something, really bringing something of value? And if the answer is yes, then you see how you implement it. And the trick is, you, you said like, there are people that are doing amazingly. My question is, how do you know that? Do you see their numbers? It's very easy to be visible on social media and have like, then like from this video, we can create 10, 10 other videos, cut small pieces and be present. We use Buffer or Hootsuite and we, we schedule and we are always visible on social media. But the trick is to know, is it, the right message and the right platform for your audience? Is it converting into clients? How many videos do you need to do to have a client? So everything, it's, it's a combination or more things because you said like, 
funnel, uh, which channel, what content, and everything comes to where do you want to be and who is your audience and to combine these two. I think there's a misunderstanding about social media where when you see people, you see them frequently and you see them all over the place, you believe that they are successful. But the truth is, might not be the case at all. They might be like spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars like to create all of that. But in reality, it's just air. It's just like wind. It doesn't generate any revenues. But again, what is their strategy? Maybe like that's not for that. Maybe that's for something else. But ultimately what you're saying is what you need to do is like stop looking everywhere. Stop looking at the shiny object and just look like truly what, what is the result that you're getting out of it. So being really, really focused on your goal, be really focused on the objective that you have and then take one strategy and, and stick with it. Yes. Is that what uh, I'm hearing? Yes, but you take the strategy and you stick to it. But if you see it's not working, it's very important to always monitor, like measure what's happening. How long, you, do you, how long do you need like, to monitor that? Depends. So, but at least one month or two months, depending on the campaigns as well and your audience and what's happening and depending on your sales uh, process. Because if you're selling a dress, it can be just, you see the dress and you bought it. But if you're selling, in your case, uh, your programs, probably the, the selling process will take a little bit longer than just, I see a video and I'm buying it. So depends on, on what you're offering, your message and your audience. So that's very important to know how long the sales process takes. And you do the inverse engineering from that moment. Like if you know, um, in order to get a client, you need to speak at three events or like you, you speak at one event and uh, 10 people are gonna see you. And from those 10 people, you have one client to the, do the math. How many events do you need to, to be present at? Or how many, instead of being an, an event, maybe do a video and make sure you're spreading it in the right environment. Now, in, in the marketing nowadays, they're always, calling, they're always talking about the call to action. And so what, what would you say to someone which is, you know, is, is kind of new to this and he's, you know, is, is start, is start his business and he's doing some videos, like where are you putting the call to action? Are you doing it on every video or like there's, there's a, a kind of formula there again? And I'm talking about formula because this is what everybody's looking for. Is there a formula that you can apply to everything? From my experience is not because don't forget you are working with humans <laughs> and humans are unpredictable. <laughs> so there are too many things to, you need to take into account. So one formula uh, will not, what works for one of my clients are not going to work for another client that is in a different industry. So you need to adapt it. In terms of the call to action, again, depends what's the purpose of that particular piece of content. If it's to just sell something, um, do they already know? Who are you addressing? What's the moment in, those, in that sell process when you are talking with them and what you are selling them? Um, you can't really sell to someone something until you don't build a relationship with them. So I will never advise a client to say, buy from me uh, until you don't have that relationship built. So maybe it would be better first to invite them to a webinar or to invite them to a piece of content that you wrote or to invite them like you wrote a book 
to, to browse some chapters for free from your book and then invite them afterwards to have a call with you or to the webinar or something else and then invite them to see if they want to, to purchase one of your courses. So you do need to take them in a journey. You need to see it as a journey. Just think about yourself. Would you buy, if, if I'll come to you now and say, hey, um, I'm a marketing guru and I think you need help with your marketing and you should buy for me. So let's have a coffee. How would you respond to that? Well, it depends. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a fast buyer. You know, <laughs> I, I love something, I buy right away. But Very impulsive no, buyer. <laughs> I, I'm sorry? Impulsive. You're buying on impulse. Um, is, that, is that impulse? If I want something, I buy it. Like that's, that's the way I am. Um, but it was not always like that. You know, that was a time where that, you know, every penny was counted. So I needed like to be very careful and just make sure is that a right, is that the right purchase for me? Because if I spend it there, I cannot spend it there. Right. So there's, there's difference as well. You had the different place into your, your business where that, maybe you count more your dollars and make sure that you want to invest it properly. So you're not, you're not feeling, Oh my God, I cannot do anything. <laughs> but that brings us back to what we discussed in the beginning. Know your audience is your audience uh, in the beginning and they have problems with their finance. Are they struggling and, and uh, maybe your service is what they need, but they don't really have finance. So think about that Be in their head. But if, you are the right avatar, you are the, the client, then the message can be different. The message can be just, let's have, a, let's have a chat about marketing or whatever you are selling and then you're closing the deal. So again, depends on the audience and you need to know your audience, <laughs> exactly how we started this. <laughs> so like you're talking about this avatar, uh, I, I, like, I like you to expand on that because... Um, that goes with your audience. How do you determine this avatar and how, like, how close this avatar needs to be to who you are as a person? It doesn't need to be to who you are. It needs to be to the person that are buying your product or service. The easiest way, first of all, each company has more than one avatar. Usually you identify at least two, if not three, or even more, depending on the, the size and the services that you're offering the size of, of your company and the, the offerings, uh, your offerings. Uh, you, need to know, you need to know this avatar quite well. The old fashioned word was buying persona, <laughs> but I do prefer the avatar. So you need the demographics. You need to know uh, their age, uh, their income, where are they situated? Are they married? Do they have kids? Uh, how do they spend their free time, like social things? Where are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Are they on LinkedIn? Do they consume newsletters? Uh, do they go to events? Uh, how do, how do, what do they do? Do they do sports when they have time? Do they watch movies? Um, do they read? You need to understand them very well. And then you need to go even deeper. How do they think? That's, is just a call, like in your case, enough for them to, to buy product or do they need more steps in between to, to feel safe and to, to feel that yes, this will, will have a good return on, will be a good return on my investment. So you do need to really understand what is their pain and what makes them happy. And then you'll be able to create everything around them. Um, and you asked me something at the beginning that I forgot about Avatar. 
that's going to come back. How many people, how many companies are not clear on their avatar? A lot, especially the small ones and especially the, 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 the ones that are growing. Um, I remember what I wanted to say, actually, regarding the avatar. The, the easiest way to create an avatar is to actually look inside at, at your uh, customer database. And this is how I do it, actually, with my clients, majority of my clients. And look at the, your best client and start creating that profile, looking at him or her. And that would give you all the, all the insights. Then you, you'll see you'll see a red thread actually because majority they will not be all identical but the core will be the same. And I know we discussed and in your cases is the same like you you're gonna see that the pain is the same. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a category and this is what will give you what you need in order to create a compelling mess a compelling message for them. So, you know, people are in business for like some of them you know. I think the the growth happened maybe like anywhere from three, four years, depends on which business, but like three, four years, normally this is where that you have to start like thinking about scaling and you've been like three, four years in business. And what you're saying is even then they did generate revenues, but they're still not clear on their avatar. Would you say this is one of the reasons why it takes so long to, to launch themselves, to really create a, a successful business? Some of them, they do know, but some of them, they see just a small portion. And if you really look at the client, the clientele, the avatars, it's very easy to identify. Maybe uh, you can launch an additional service if you really know them well, and that will help you scale because you're going to have more to offer. Um, you're going to identify maybe, uh, hey, uh, Maybe if I'm really looking inside, I identify a new need that I can create an additional product for them. Or you can see if I'm just switching something. I read in in a book, um, uh, for example, a client, uh, they identified they were creating a drink for, for kids. And they realized if they're just switching a component, it's very good for adults as well, the drink. And they open a new market, basically, <laughs> instead of only kids, only then adults. And you already have a database of clients, parents that are buying for kids. You, all you need to do is send them an email. Hey, maybe the parents wants to try it as well because we created a formula for them and you just doubled your, your revenue. Your revenue, And probably more because the adults are bigger and they drink more. So, <laughs> But this is, this is where the innovation becomes extremely important is that you always have this thought that we need to be innovative into what we're doing. We need like to bring something more to the table. So then are we, we having a customer or we having a, the database that can buy more, but the only reason why you're going to be able to do this is because you understand your avatar. Yes. But it's, it's also that, as you said it really nicely, they are in their comfort zone. If you want to get out of your comfort zone, you need to go inside your company first and see, okay, where are we? What's happening? What can we do differently? How can we maybe, uh, definitely if you want to do this, you're going to need more, um, you're going to need some money, a budget to start a new product, basically, right? A new production line. So you need to be creative. Uh, Can I get a loan? Do I want to get an investor? Uh, Or maybe I can just, make sure I'm doing the processes better and I'm 
they will cost me less and I can invest the extra money that I'm, in, I'm, I'm saving from there in something new. So they're kind of all connected. This is why also the base, <laughs> we see it from all parts because you can't really scale if you focus only on your sales because it's, it's illogical to sell more if you're not sure you can actually deliver, for example. And then you have yeah. a real problem if you're selling but you're not delivering. <laughs> like your reputation is going to go down and then instead of scaling you're actually maybe even bankrupting your your company yeah so it, you need to be aware of of everything actually do you have the right people to implement it as well so what what is the advice that you would give to someone that's listening to this that they are in business they are having their you know, they're, they're at the point where, you know, they really want to increase their revenues. They're really at the point where they're saying, you know what, like, I, I need some help. Like, what is the first step to, to really have a better understanding of the next, the next move that you need to do? First, identify what do you need help with and where is your biggest problem? Because it can be anything. Um, we are talking about scaling up here, right? So maybe you need help across all the four uh, pillars that we base identified. Uh, and they're pretty much in line with, like, these are the steps that you need to do. Um, and if you don't know where to start, my advice would be just go out there, uh, come to base, go to other events focusing on scale up or on, on mentorship or on, on uh, entrepreneurs and be curious and see by being curious, you're going to learn and then you're going to see what do you need help with or just go and hire a business coach. That's also a really great way to do that. So depending a little, it depends, it, it depends a little bit on the stage where you are because maybe some pers- some people know exactly where they need help with. So in that case, you just need to go and get help on that particular area. And others, they have no clue. In that case, maybe just a mentor or a business coach would be the best way to start. And then you'll identify what you need help with. So the next uh, base conference, um, I I believe it's in September, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And probably now we're discussing and we're going to do it two days because we're moving online and we, we are actually working and we're going to already have come from some speakers from US. So we are playing a little bit with the time zones. <laughs> That's another story, right? right? When, when you're living online, there's all kind of different uh, other aspects that you have to, to think about. And as well, you have access to a different audience, like a larger audience. And people forget about that. It's not only that you have access to a bigger audience, but you have access to bigger uh, speakers and better speakers. Uh, that being said, that doesn't mean we didn't have great speakers, but that allows us to, we are not restricted by, um, by transport, uh, by t- the time of the speaker, because maybe they will want to come, but they need to travel uh, two days probably, like one way and the other, um, plus t- jet lag, but there are too many things that you need to consider. But if everything is online, it's probably one hour, two hours of their time that it's easier to get or to, to give. Um, and we can actually tap into their expertise. So from that point of view, I find it amazing. That's the, the positive of moving things online. So what, what you're looking at 
right now is there's a lot of upside and that's the way that we should be looking at this confinement right now is look at the the good that's coming out of it instead of looking at what you're losing I'm, I'm always focusing on, on the solution instead of just dwelling into the misery. Like, I, I don't like doing that. So what I'm inviting everyone, just be curious and see what can you do in this situation? Because just sitting and crying and saying this is shit, even if it, apologies, if it, even if it's it all is, good. <laughs> you are not going to solve anything and you're not going to do anything. You'll just be stuck. So my advice is, look at the problem with a different eyes look how can i solve it what's the solution what will make me productive what will make me happy what will actually bring me joy and that's when it's opening different horizons actually so is a base open to anybody that would like to attend this online conference yes it's open. Of course, you do. <laughs> I'm not going to advise people that uh, are thinking to open a business to join because probably that will not make sense for them. Um, but everyone can access it. And uh, the, the target audience are really business owners or the management team of, of uh, st- uh, startups that are going towards scale up and scale ups because the topics are relevant for, for this particular audience. So As what we- we're going to do. Yes, what we're going to do is we're going to put um, all of the links and everything underneath this video so you can have access to it and you can really uh, subscribe and, and buy your ticket like, to go to the base conference. Again, if you are in business that you are looking to scale up, that you already have a business, it's already working, but now it's time to expand and this is a great conference. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much for, for your time and, and your passion. I see that you absolutely love talking about those kind of things and you can talk about marketing all day long. Hey, I, I, the only thing that we have in life is time, right? So I choose to spend it how, how I feel good and doing something that I love. This is wonderful. Keep, uh, keep going and I'm looking forward to uh, have you back on the show maybe after the base conference so we can see like really what got out of it and the good news and all the little things that you can share with us. Thank you so much. And it was lovely to, to be here with you and enjoy my coffee, my late, <laughs> late afternoon coffee with you and, and uh, discuss, like, as you said, like exactly like the first talk that we had, we could be here for hours and <laughs> we'll have something to discuss about. <laughs> that is wonderful. Thank you so much. So <laughs> I'm inviting you to uh, like, share, Um, to subscribe, put the thumbs up and um, I'll see you another time for another episode of After Dark with Mark. See ya.